Hey, we're Brittany and Tiffany, and we're obsessed with all things meal planning. And we're here to help you navigate both the wild and wonderful parts of feeding your people. I'm a mama to seven and the creator of The Deliberate Day. I'm a mama of five, an ideal and inspiration. We'll teach you the tried and true secrets to getting meals on the table with more love and less overwhelm. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, get comfortable, and come learn with us. Welcome back. This is day four, where we're just really taking a look into increasing gratitude and then improving our life during the hard season of motherhood and what it looks like in reality to take these common suggestions for building gratitude and improving your life, like journaling, getting outside and exercising, drinking more water, getting more sleep, volunteering, savoring your experiences, writing to people going on a trip, meditating and praying, and then reshaping your mindset, we're taking all of these common suggestions and we're breaking them down and saying, hold on, what is the reality of implementing these things in, in motherhood, in the realness of motherhood? And this is because we, we've lived this, y'all. Like we've lived the hard season and we're living the hard seasons and trying to do these things in our lives. And we want to encourage you to do some of these things in a way that can actually work for moms. So let's first talk about writing to someone, Brittany. <laughs> because, of course, writing to someone makes their day, right? But but are we talking about, like, with stamps, an actual envelope that you have to address and get all the way to the mailbox? Because <laughs> I still have the card I wrote my mom sitting on my desk from last year. <laughs> Why is it so hard to get to the post office? I don't okay? know. Like, really. And does I don't know about y'all's post office, but our post office has this giant wall of greeting cards that calls to children, which is oh really awful. Yes, it really does. It does. Yes. It's like, pick me up. Do you think you can ever figure out where they me. go back? No, you mm-hmm. can't. It's a whole puzzle. Like, they just stack them every single different card behind each other. And then that way, when you take one out, there's no way to ever find where it goes back. Ah, uh, heck yes. And you have to get all of the judgment stairs where somebody sees you putting it back in the spot where it doesn't belong. Uh-huh. And the walk of shame to get back in the line. Oh, yeah. If they let you back in the line. Yeah. Okay. Hey, people are feisty at the post office. Very They're like, feisty, yeah. move your feet, lose your seat. I was like, I thought that was a kindergarten thing. No, it is not. It is an adult thing at the post, post office. office. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. So does does this, you know, we, we've gone through all these difficult parts of it, like sitting down, writing a card out, do it, sending the card off, right? Does it change anything? Does it actually do anything for you if you should pick up this practice? Yes, it really does. You know, writing to someone, it can deepen our relationship so much. It can foster really incredible connections with people. And actually, not surprisingly, it increases joy because you as the sender have increased joy in sending something beautiful. And then the receiver has something so beautiful, too. Have you ever gotten snail mail from a friend and been disappointed or unhappy? No. It's such a gift. It's so exciting. I love it. It really is. Like, it, it's a lost art. I always wonder when, you know, because a lot of the writings and stuff that we have from history, I love history, you guys, but a lot of the writings and stuff that we have is people that sent letters to each other. Yeah. Like, for example, the Bible, but also lots of things <laughs> after that. We don't write to each other anymore. People are going to think like if every like, I don't know, people are going to be like these people were illiterate after (laughs) after all these years. They stopped knowing how to write and read. Right. Yeah. 
don't and know. there's really there's a direct correlation with happiness in in writing and sharing things with people like that. Okay, so what is the solution then for for this stuff? If if okay, so I know this is good for me, but the reality is I have a bunch of small children who are not really going to let me do this in a way that I want to. Right? It's kind of like all we have this idea in our mind about a way that we want to do something. Yes. Oh boy, do we ever. So we say this all the time, but let it be easy. Okay. The solution just needs to be easy. It doesn't have to be a commitment. You don't have to be like, hey, I'm going <laughs> to write birthday cards to every single person on my list and oh, have it all so- organized <laughs> at the beginning of the year. I had so much fun. Okay. Last year was a birthday card year for me. Okay. And next year is going to be two because I had so much fun. You guys, you guys, if if this is your thing, try it. Maybe don't start with as big of a list as I started with, but you've got it to anyways. Okay. So yes, let it be easy. <laughs> I'm I'm harping on Tiffany, but last year she set out to send all of the kids in her life a birthday card with a little bit of money in it. And she did phenomenally well. And I'm so impressed by it and so encouraged by it. And I cannot wait to get to a point where I'm organized enough or committed enough to follow through with that. But in the meantime, writing to somebody doesn't have to be on pen and paper, okay? It can just be as simple as a text. It can be as simple as a voice note or a thank you video. You know, grandparents might enjoy receiving a thank you video just as much as receiving a thank you note in the mail. And lunchbox notes. A lot of these things, admittedly, I look at and I'm like, okay, but if I text this friend I haven't talked to in a long time, then I'm going to feel obligated to keep messaging her and keep keeping up with her. Or if I send somebody a voice note and then they send me one back and then I'm going to feel like I need to send them one back. So (laughs) that's my overthinking side. If I start making lunchbox notes, then my kid's going to be disappointed when they stop. So it doesn't have to be a commitment. It can literally be a one-off thing or can be a once a week thing or it can be a just when you get to it thing. Coming back to the journal with my husband, (laughs) I absolutely love the journal with my husband, but if we tried to do it every single day. (laughs) Okay. So this, all right, this was, okay. If you know me and if you follow me on my personal Facebook, there there were times, my husband doesn't sleep at night, right? So occasionally he would surprise me in the mornings with these like wonderful, he's way more romantic than I am. And he's, oh, he's way so more, sweet. he is. And he's so much more thoughtful than I am. He just like would surprise me with, <laughs> we have an overabundance of post-it notes. I was given like a giant box of them and I still have way too many. So anyways, so I was like, I'm going to write my husband a post-it note <laughs> so so he can wake up every morning, right, to a nice post-it note. And it started out so good, you guys. It started out so good. But after, like, I don't know, it probably, like, maybe 25 <laughs> days yeah, in, something like that, he finally came to me and he was like, <laughs> he was like, I really appreciate what you're doing, but... Your notes, are, <laughs> they're getting a little strange. <laughs> I like your nose. <laughs> and somewhat repetitive. Uh, yeah, so just you have to know yourself when you set out to do these things. So when if you're a person who's like, okay, I'm going to get that streak. I'm going to hit that no matter what. Like not hit that, but I'm going to get that streak. <laughs> Maybe you will. I don't know. Hopefully with your – anyways. So – 
But if you are someone who like has to do something every single day once you start it, maybe don't do the post-it note <laughs> thing because as amazing as your spouse or children or whatever might be, I guarantee there's not 365 days of content there. Uh, so <laughs> Probably just, not. Yeah, keep that in mind. So again, yes, yes. definitely. Oh my uh, goodness. Like okay. the journal, we just do it occasionally when we feel the need. There's no pressure to follow through with it. Same thing with all of these options. You know, take the second to text somebody you love or text somebody you haven't heard from in a while. Send a voice note. Put a little thank you video up to a grandparent or even to a dad, you know, who took the kids to the ballpark all day yesterday. Have the kid record a tiny little video and send it to the dad. Parents do not get thank you notes. Never. Pretty much ever. Ever. Okay? So that's a great thing you can do. And then, of course, you can definitely do sticky notes. (laughs) You might not want to commit to doing them more than like 25, 40 days. But then it also... It doesn't have to be handwritten, right? It can be a $5 thank you gift card to a stranger. It can be flowers that you take back into a cashier. And I just want to say it can also be a handwritten note. If you do have a little more time and nap time or something and you want to work in this, then it can be that. There's also, I want to plug here, the Pink Salt Riot offers a joy box. And I have been a part of that probably, I think, since she started offering it because for $25 every quarter, she sends you a box of all of these goodies. And her whole premise behind it is it's an act of charity because you're supposed to share at least 50% of what you get with other people. And for me, I actually share the whole thing. I put them all in a drawer. And then anytime I send anyone a birthday card, a letter, a note, anything, or anytime I'm going to share a gift card with somebody, I'll slip one of these little things in the envelope with it. And it's just so special. There's stickers and there's necklaces and bracelets and there are all kinds of little goodies. I, I can't even think of all the other goodies she's got, but there were eyeglass cleaners. They're just, and she's such a good designer. So this is a shameless plug. I'm not getting anything out of it. There's no affiliate link or anything, but you know, this is an amazing option. So the next thing we want to talk about is going on a trip or visiting someone. Okay, so the realistic mom thought here is like, who wrote that down? Have you gone anywhere with kids? (laughs) Yeah, right. Uh, This improves gratitude going on a trip with your kids? I don't think so. (laughs) uh, No, and if you're Brittany and you like to overachieve, you could do that whole thing during a pandemic. (laughs) Yes, you can. (laughs) Or how about, look, there's a very realistic thought here. Like, sure, I'd love to go on a trip, but my husband would never go. Like, that's not, he would never want to go with the kids. Or maybe your husband isn't isn't capable of going. Maybe he's not well. Maybe he can't go or going would be too difficult. Or maybe you are not well enough to go or you don't really enjoy going. So first, let's start off with, does it change anything? Does it change anything to actually go and travel and visit somebody else? Heck, yes, it does. Heck, yes, it does. It it really, a change of scenery, I, I think that we underestimate the power of a simple change of scenery, right? That is so true. And that's not just, you don't have to travel to another state. You don't have to, You. it can be as simple. I don't know if anyone here, I, a lot of us probably homeschool just like Brittany and I do, but the act of taking a child from the kitchen table where you might be doing school, say math, maybe long division, oddly specific, I know, but taking that long division outside into the driveway can do so much so much 
So when you find yourself just in a situation that can turn into a pressure cooker type situation, if you're teaching children how to drive, and there's another honestly, one. Honestly, home can kind of feel like a pressure cooker over time. Time yes. can just start to make it feel like a pressure cooker. Yep. So this change of scenery can go a long way. And honestly, I think that not only is it the fact that it's underestimated, but I think a lot of times it's not even considered. It's not even on the table for a lot of people to even consider or think about. So this change of scenery can even happen inside the home. It can happen when you're doing, again, homeschooling reference. But if you've got a really frustrated child, walking them over and getting a cookie and a glass of milk and talking about something else that they enjoy doing or drawing their attention away from their frustrations for five or ten minutes makes all the difference. Now stretch this out when we start to feel really claustrophobic. We live in a reasonable sized house for we have 900 you, people yeah. in 900 people. It feels like that sometimes. That might have been a Freudian slip. We have nine people in 1,800 square feet. And it can feel a little bit tight at times. And it can feel a bit like a pressure cooker. And what my husband and I found was that getting our people out on a regular basis, one weekend a month at least, to do something as a family outside of our home started to really help just make things run a little bit more smoothly inside our home. And it really can put a lot of those big things that we think are big things in our home into perspective. Gosh, yes. It definitely does that. And you know all about that because you like undertook this humongous, amazing journey, right? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yes. This was probably hands down one of the best decisions we've ever made as a family. And it was during the pandemic, so it was a little bit crazy. But the stress of all of the daily obligations was felt so much like the walls were closing in. And we have always valued experiences and seeing other things, participating in other cultures and things like that as being something we highly value. And we talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. And finally, we said, we just have to put our money where our mouth is. And we just have to go and do this. If this is really what we value, if this is really important to us, then we're going to go and we're going to do it. And when we did, what I found on our trip was that release from our daily obligations, that release from the daily stressors was, despite the fact that traveling with kids has its challenges, it was one of the most beautiful, memorable experiences I can remember in all of my motherhood. And coming back from that, it, it puts so much in perspective. It puts so much of the daily challenges and then the bigger than daily challenges, you know, the things that were weighing on us immensely, they felt different. Even if they didn't feel smaller, they felt different after getting out and taking a break from that. Also, I think it can help you refocus on your values, right? So getting out of your home, getting out of your normal day-to-day can help you refocus on your values and how you're teaching and growing them. I definitely think so because, you know, your values look different on a trip and outside your normal. You know, maybe you are, you know, we're teaching kids how to grow every day, right? We're teaching kids how to become adults. And our regular teaching inside our home can sometimes start to feel like nitpicking. And so when you when you take these values, these core values that we're trying to instill, and we put them in a new, in a new scenery, You know, it changes how they look and how they're received. It also, you are going to see that you make little changes on how 
you share those and how you bring about and how you help them grow in other people. I'm talking about respect, self-care, kindness towards others. You know, when you go on a visit or you take a little trip, these things all come up, but they come up in different ways. Because if you know anything about kids, you know that you have to tell them like 70 times, 70 times. Even though you've hammered that home a million times, you still have to hammer it home 25 more. And these lessons Tiffany constantly talks about, you just have to repeat yourself all the time with kids because it takes time to really just set that in. Hammer it home. Hammer it home. It does. Well, and also like doing these things, taking a visit somewhere, going on a day trip, they create shared experiences and memories with your kids that you can look back on forever, right? Yeah, absolutely they do. They bond you, you know, they they bond you in a different way than just life at home does. Even simple small trips do. Even just a day trip where you're going down to the beach or something like that. It gives your family an opportunity to bond in a different way. And then you take pictures of it and you order a book of those pictures (laughs) and you talk about it later so that everyone remembers what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. Gaslighting, is that what that's called? It's not (laughs) gaslighting. I'm kidding. No, it's not. It's not. And it goes back to that mindset where we're training our brains to focus on the good. So this is something you could do for your own kids. It also increases creativity. And believe it or not, it boosts productivity. So you know, you have the opportunity to see these benefits in helping you be a better mom. And it's good for your heart. Just yes. go in, it, heart health. That's important, especially <laughs> for moms. We need our hearts, right? And- it also alleviates stress, which I feel like this needs a caveat, especially for moms. I always say we don't go on vacations. We go on trips. And that's true. My mom said that growing up. And when she shares stories about taking us camping as kids, they're so different than our stories and our memories of it. And that helped me to realize that just like we talk about all the time, this mindset shift is I know that when I go on a trip, I think that also really helped on our almost month long trip back during the pandemic. I shifted from a mindset of this is a vacation for me to this is a trip where we are going to build incredible bonds, where we are going to make incredible memories, and we are going to have hilarious shared experiences where someone gets vomited on in the car while we're driving, and we're all going to laugh about this later. So it's going to be okay that it's happening right now. (laughs) Exactly. Oddly specific again, I know. Oddly specific, yes. (laughs) But also, even the act of planning something like this will lower the risk of depression, And that goes back, I think, also to Viktor Frankl's work. If you have a purpose, if you have something to look forward to, you have people who are counting on you and need you, and you you just have something coming up, even if it's not that big. That's right now my family is planning a trip to Baton Rouge, which is like four, four hours away for one night. But let me tell you, just the act of planning it is so amazing. It's such Mm -hmm. a gift. So all of those things are wonderful. So here... Here's what we want to do, though. Like, we want to tell you, how can you incorporate this stuff? It, maybe you can't go on. No, uh, I, this is this was kind of a once-in-a-lifetime deal for us yeah. to go on the trip we went on. And, and the stars aligned to make it work out. So if you're listening and you're like, well, I can't do that, so that's not going to work for me. It, that's not the case here. You don't have to go on a three-, four-week trip just to gain these benefits. Like I said, just doing something small, going something somewhere for the day and changing your scenery like that is going to change so much. So redefine what a visit or a trip is in your mind based on what your season and your capacity is saying you need. Maybe just going to the park 
is your trip or your visit today, or a walk outside, or just a walk to the end of the driveway. Visit a neighbor, drop a note at their house, or, you know, drop some cookies or some flowers. You can even do this anonymously if you don't want to get caught visiting with somebody. (laughs) You know, anything can be an adventure. And actually, speaking of adventure, we, oh goodness, I think it was like three years ago. It was before the pandemic. We actually had a- like five years ago now, Tiffany. Really? I- At least. Oh my goodness. Well, we plan, okay, I I say we lightly, Brittany- Brittany planned a summer of adventure, and we literally, we got a pass from the local science museum that we figured, that Brittany figured out, got us into uh, like a number of science museums within like a two or three hour driving radius. And we planned something, I think it was like every week, right? Yeah, we did. Actually, we had multiple things every week. So we did something in town, then we did swimming, and then we did something out of town every single week for the whole summer. And we would take – we had a down day in between each one. So Monday we would do something in town. So actually, I think Monday we did something out of town. Okay. And then Tuesday would be our down day. Wednesday we would do swimming. Thursday would be our down day. And then Friday would be our something in town so that we were kind of recovering before the weekend. And we basically did museums and we did really fancy parks that were a little bit farther away. We did – Oh, gosh. Oh, like so many of shopping the Shopping places, the battleship park. The rock climbing. Rock climbing. Yes. Yeah. We did all kinds of stuff like that, didn't we? Yeah. It was so, it was so much fun. And if you're hashtag Catholic problems, Catholic, <laughs> I'm kidding. But if you have a group of friends, like between the three of us that were doing that, how many kids did we have? We had like five, seven, that's 12. Actually, I think it was just you and I at the time, wasn't it? I don't, maybe. Maybe it could I think it, it was been. just you and I, so, but, but we had almost 12 kids. Yeah. Between So we did get some discounts, like when mm-hmm. we went to some places, if you just call ahead, I mean, that's a group, you know? Yeah, absolutely it is. So it <laughs> gets some discounts. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a great way to do that. And you don't, again, it doesn't have to be big. Maybe you just pick some different parks. I call it park hopping, and that's the parks park, top, park hopped. Also just little trips with family. Maybe you're just going to go see grandma, you know, who lives an hour away or who lives two hours away or something. And then also coffee dates. This can be a way to change scenery just for yourself. Get a coffee date before kids wake up. And, of course, leave them with somebody who's, you know, should be there. Responsible and everything. But, (laughs) you know, sometimes you can take a coffee date before kids wake up. Tiffany and I started doing this. On Saturday mornings, we leave at 6 in the morning, and we usually go from about 6 to 9, and we just go get coffee with each other. And that has been so life-giving. It really, really has. Just that little trip or that little visit makes such a huge difference in my week. Well, and really for us, it was life changing because that's why we're here right now talking to you. Yes, in literally. a podcast studio. Yeah, it really and truly is. Because we committed to that for years and then that turned into learning together and growing and, and kind of And saying, actually it started out as weekend visits to go to reconciliation and to mass and to dinner together. And then that molded into a little bit more business planning and idea sharing. And that has become the podcast and the business. Yeah. Our husbands can't always go on things. So maybe there's a solo trip you want to make, either with kids or a solo trip that you want to take with your husband. I went to Utah with my husband because, again, some stars aligned. My sister lived there. We were able to get some pretty cheap tickets during the pandemic. And we, we literally just jettisoned up there for a weekend. We found someone to babysit our kids over the weekend and came back. It was so refreshing. It was honestly 
so refreshing to just step away from reality, have that small change of scenery, and then come back. Well, and we have another friend who went with one of her other friends to Atlanta for a weekend. And it was, I think, such an amazing experience. Oh, yeah. To have that time, not only with your kids, but also with a good friend. Like, who doesn't want a good sleepover? Even even though I say no to sleepovers, but like <laughs> we're adults, right? So <laughs> exactly, and you know, it can boost your confidence a lot to yes. to take your kids on a solo trip. It might be a little bit more challenging, but Mama, you are fierce. Like you don't even have an idea of what you're capable of. More than likely, like we are so fierce as moms. We are. I can tell you, like years ago. So my husband is wounded, and he. Um, he do, he doesn't travel, and he travels more now than than maybe he used to. But he's he didn't for sure leave really at all. So I had a very good friend who lived in Maryland, and we live in Florida. And I was like, okay, I have five kids. If I want to go do something, I guess I'm going to have to go do it. So I took all five of those kids, and we drove all the way to Maryland. We hung out in Maryland for a few days, and then we drove all the way back. And it of course, would have been better with my husband, right? But also, it was kind of amazing to know that I could do that on my own. If mm-hmm. you if you can, like, secure a hotel room and travel and, you know, make up rules, like we, my kids know this is an arm's distance place. This is a I have to be able to see you place. Like, you just, yeah. how, to, how to talk to strangers, how to not talk to strangers. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. you know, all of those things, those are some amazing lessons. And you can, like Brittany said, you can build confidence in your own abilities and for your kids. Yeah, there. I think there are so many benefits that come from getting out for a change of scenery. Really, really. And on that note, let's do a quick recap. Okay, so if you want to kind of reframe your idea of gratitude, one way to do it is to make someone stay, even in a very, very small way. And also to go on a little adventure, on a visit or a trip. Start small. Finally, today we want you to DSD, as Amy Porterfield says. We want you to do something different. Yes. Okay. Do something different. Take a walk around the block or visit a neighbor. Or get lunch out and then stop at a park you always pass by. Finally, you could go get a few $5 gift cards at Starbucks and grab yourself and maybe someone else a coffee. Yes. So DSD, do something different today. And if you do, message us because we would love to hear about it. We really would. And make sure to come back tomorrow for day five because we're going to wrap up this whole series with talking about meditation and prayer and then noticing your complaints and reshaping your mindset. These are big ones for mamas and it feels almost always like we don't have the time for it. So come back tomorrow and here's some of the practical solutions we want to share with you. 